Welcome into Straight Up Sports. I am your host, Devin Albertson, and it's time to talk some Missouri eight-man football. Week one is finally here. Had a lot of fun last week at the Jamborees. I'll go through that real quick. I went to Pattonsburg. I saw Pattonsburg, North Andrew, Platte Valley, and DeKalb. Um, some initial thoughts, Pattonsburg, by far the best team that was there. Um, only played their starters for three or four plays, offense and defense versus Platte Valley and DeKalb. Uh, so those scores are a little closer than where they probably would have been. Uh, they played their starters full-time versus North Andrew. They won that uh, 12-0. Uh, was absolutely dominant in that session. Uh, probably could have scored a third time, but just ran out of plays. You only get like 12 offensive plays. They scored two touchdowns. Were on their way to score another one whenever their plays ran out. North Andrew couldn't do a whole lot. They had a couple of decent plays against Pattonsburg. But uh, the Panthers of Pattonsburg are going to be really good this year. Uh, North Andrew, they played decent over there. Um, I know their final scores didn't look great. But they were the second best team over there. Um, but Platte Valley and DeKalb both looked improved over their previous versions and could be a more difficult outs than the 275. And it's one of the reasons why I think the 275 this year will take a step up and be more even with the GRC, more even than it has been in since the realignment that happened a few years ago. This is the best, the deepest the 275 conference will be uh, since that realignment, and probably the weakest the GRC has been since that alignment. So I think those two uh, worlds colliding, you saw a little bit last year in the playoffs, the 275 was able to punch back a little bit versus the GRC. And I think that continues into this year. Um, <clears throat> we'll see how that kind of goes throughout this, the year and how that kind of works itself out. Um, <clears throat> other jamborees that happened... Uh, the one down south, Southwest Livingston, Oric, Norburn Harden Central, and Bramer. Uh, Livingston won that one. They went 3-0 versus the other teams. Um, probably by far the best team down there from what I've heard. Uh, number two was Oric. Three was Norburn Harden Central. And then Bramer, the distant fourth. Uh, Bramer probably is not going to be very good this year. They're struggling with numbers right now over there. Um, they're not going to be great this year. So it's going to be a growing pains there for Bramer going into 2019. Uh, Norburn Harden Central, they're really young. They're going to have some kinks to work out. So they might struggle early in the year, They, but with Coach Thacker down there, they're going to be better as the year goes on when he gets more coaching with them. A lot of young guys down there with the Aggies. Uh, Oric, uh, sounds like they're going to be decent again this year. They did lose uh, their best lineman from last year, um, Greer, and their quarterback, uh, McAfee. They do have another McAfee down there. So we'll see what happens with Oric this year. Uh, they were... A decent team last year. They were undefeated going into the last regular season, lost to North Shelby, and they played bouncy decently well in the semifinal game, probably better than I thought they would going into it. So Oric uh, do start the year ranked number 10 in eight-man, so we'll see if they can keep that top 10 ranking um, going forward. Uh, the other two Jamborees, we go to Tarkio first, East Ashton, LeBlond, and Northwest Nottoway. East Ashton won that one. Um, heard LeBlanc looked decent over there. Northwest Nottoway, another year of growing pains uh, for the Muskets going in there. But East Atchison, I saw them during the uh, offseason a little bit, a couple of team camps. Um, everything I've heard, they're going to be a really talented team going in this year, and they could possibly take a next step into solidifying their role at the top of eight man. They're command number four in the state right now. And the last jamboree over in Worth County, Worth County, Stanbury, Albany, and King City. Um, from what I've heard over there, Worth County did win that jamboree. Um, they look more beatable than they have in years because up front they're not they don't have the monsters they've had the last couple of years. But Worth County is still going to be a heck of a football team this year. They still got the Alarcon kid in the backfield, um, Andrew, I believe. 
Uh, they're going to be super quick. They're going to be still well coached with Coach Healy over there. They're going to be a difficult out, whoever they play this year. So Worth County, they're still a state container. They're ranked number third to start the year. Um, I actually heard Albany was the second best team over there, just from what I have heard from people over there. Uh, they come in the year unranked, actually, but I put them at number nine in my preseason poll. I did have them ranked. I was the only person in the media to have them ranked, actually. I think Albany's going to make some noise this year. First of all, they've had a couple of down years. Not as much talent has been there the last couple of years, but they are super well coached. Every time I listen to an interview from a coach, the GRC or a team that plays Albany is the first thing out of their mouth is Coach Fountain is going to have his guys ready to go, especially later in the year. They're going to be in their spots. They're going to tackle well. They're going to play fundamental football, and that's tough to beat. If you have a team that plays fundamentally football like that, you don't have to be the most talented team. You can be in every game. And I think Albany's going to make some noise this year and surprise a couple teams going forward. I actually heard King City was the third best team over there. They lost a good group of seniors last year, but it looks like they have a really talented group of young kids over there. So King City come in this, this year ranked number seven in the state. I think they're going to be pretty decent this year. They got a tough week one matchup I'll get to in a little bit, but King City... Not as big as they have been, but they still got some pretty good skill guys. They're going to be really quick. They're well coached there with Breckenridge as well. King City will be solid. Actually, Stanbury struggled a bit over there in the Jamboree. Uh, didn't look as good as they have in the past couple of years. I think part of that is Coach Hilton over there has a lot of sophomores, a lot of young kids over there at Stanbury. A lot of talent over there. It's just really young and going to have some growing pains. They do have Bramer week one, so that's a good start there for Stanbury. Maybe get their feet underneath them a little bit going into the season. But their schedule is brutal playing in the GRC, and their out-of-conference schedule, they still have East Ashes on there as well. So that's just a tough schedule uh, there for Stanbury. If they can navigate through all that um, they also had North Shelby, who's going to be improved this year, and they're at a conference, and LeBlanc. So their three out-of-conference games are very difficult to go along with their GRC schedule. When you got North Andrew, Pattonsburg, Worth County, Albany, King City, Bramer. It's a tough schedule for Stanbury. So this could probably be Stanbury's, maybe their worst year they've had in a few, but I think they're set up well for next year and the year after because they're not going to lose as many seniors, and they're going to be able to use this um, to catapult themselves into the future here a little bit. So I think Stanbury, they rank number five to start the year. I think they're one of the teams that start out the year ranked and are going to fall back a little bit. I think they're just a little bit young. And I think right now they're, even me, I voted for them. I think I may have put them at five in my ranking, maybe six. Uh, maybe the Stanbury names give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt starting here early. And I think Coach Hilton's a really good coach. So I think by the end of the year, they're going to be more competitive than they are at the very beginning. Um, so we'll see what happens the first couple of weeks there with Stanbury and kind of see where they're at. Their first three weeks, uh, they have at Bramer, home versus Albany, and at King City. So that could be a treacherous start there with Albany and King City, I think. So Stanbury has their work cut out for them this year. Really difficult schedule for them. So that's what happened with the Jamborees last week. Um, we're going to start with week one now. I'm just going to start from the 275, kind of work to the GRC, and kind of work south as I go here. Uh, first game, uh, number nine, Rockport at DeKalb. Should be very interesting to see how that game kind of works itself out. Um, and kind of while I'm talking about the rankings here, before I go too far forward, I guess, uh, started with number 10, Oric. Number 9 is Rockport. 8 in the rankings is North Andrew. 7 is King City. 6, Southwest Livingston. 5, Stanbury. 4, East Atchison. 3, Worth County. 2, Pattonsburg. And 1, Mound City. Uh, between the 7 people on the ballot, Mound City got 3 first place votes. Pattonsburg got 3. And Worth County received 1 vote. So that's how that kind of worked itself out. Uh, South Holt and Holt was right outside the rankings. Uh, they were 1 point pretty much in the voting behind Oric for that 10th spot. 
uh, North Shelby and LeBlond, Albany, and I think it's only maybe DeKalb. Yeah, DeKalb also received uh, votes in the initial poll. Um, and I think part of that is the teams down south. We just don't quite know a whole lot about them quite yet, so we're going to wait and kind of see with them, and they'll probably get some votes later in the year and kind of see who rises above the rest of the crop down there short uh, south of Kansas City. So first, okay, Rockport at DeKalb. Rockport number nine in the, on the, in the state. New head coach with Dalton Jones taking over for Coach Hassard over there at Rockport who left for a job in the private sector. Uh, I think Rockport is probably going to have their worst year they've had in a few years. I think there's a, a little bit behind this year, especially with the 275 being a little deeper and a little better. I'm actually going to pick DeKalb to win this first game. First of all, I think it's going to be an absolute shootout. Not a whole lot of defense is going to be played. I watched DeKalb with their jamboree. They're going to run the football. And they're going to run it well. They're going to get yards anytime they want to. They're going to be able to get um, six, seven yards a pop. So DeKalb's going to be able to score some points. I do worry about their defense that they're going to be able to stop anybody. But I think DeKalb is going to be a very tough out this year. And I think they're going to shock a few people week one where they get that, beat a ranked team in Rockport and get some more votes for next week's poll. I think I'm picking DeKalb to take out Rockport in week one. Should be a big game there for DeKalb. Get their season started off right. Next game, Platte Valley at the defending state champions, Mount City Panthers. Um, Platte Valley looks better this year. They look a little uh, deeper as well. Yeah, Dalton Luke at running back. Everybody knows about Dalton Luke. His little brother, uh, Carter Luke, I believe, is now a freshman. He looks like a pretty good athlete as well. They still got O'Connor back. Um, and then Trevor McQueen came out for football this year. So they're going to be a little deeper than they have been in the past. But they don't have quite the talent to match up with Mount City quite yet. Mount City is going to get that win there at home. And start their title defense off with a victory. Up next, Stewartsville at Northwest Nottoway. These two teams, I expect to probably be the bottom of the 275 this year. I'll give Stewartsville the advantage uh, just slightly. Should be a fun game. Those two teams always battle out pretty good at the beginning of the year, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but it should be a fun game. I think Stewartsville wins that one just slightly. And then probably the biggest game uh, in the 275, well, in 275, it's the biggest game, but maybe in the state of eight-man this year um, in week one. East Atchison, number four in the state, at number number six, Southwest Livingston. Huge game for each side. Livingston went up to Tarkio last year, or maybe it was Fairfax. I don't remember. Went on the road last year and upset East Atchison. I think East Atchison believes they probably should have won that game. Um, just have a few things go, not go their way. Livingston, they're going to bring back Mac Anderson. They're going to bring back a couple other kids as well. They're going to be very talented. And even though Southwest Livingston has the best player on the football field that Friday night with Mac Anderson and the home field advantage, I'm going to take East Atchison to get the win there. I think East Atchison has a very deep and a very physical football team. What I saw there at team camp, they're going to be physical. They're going to be rough and ready. they got two decent running backs there with Bryson Bywater and the Merriweather kid. Uh, Kalen, they should be very good in the backfield. Jake McEnany is still at quarterback. He's looked really solid this year. Um, he's going to be a, a good team leader for them this year. Uh, I can't remember the freshman's name. He's not very big, but he's quick. He'll surprise a few people this year as well, so we'll see what happens with him. And then Ian Hedlund, um, big body up front. He's going to do some damage. He's also going to play a little bit of tight end this year, give him a big target for McEnany to throw to. East Atchison, I think, is going to be able to run the ball against most people, has a good play-action pass game. I think they're going to be just, just enough defensively as well to slow down Anderson and Southwest Livingston. Give me East Atchison a very close game to beat Southwest Livingston. That's going to be... A great game this Friday night. I can't wait to see what the score is for that game. And then our first non-conference game is South Holt, Nottoway Holt, hosting number three, Worth County. I'm not going to make a prediction for this game because I am calling this game for KNIM 95-9. So if you're in the area, 
um, and you want to listen to that game, I'll be on there starting at 645. Um, I will say I haven't seen the forecast um, as of late, uh, but if it rains, that's going to be a big damage to South Hope. Nami holds offense with Drew Quinlan at quarterback. Uh, Quinlan, he's a very good quarterback. He did graduate his top two receivers and his tailback from last year, so we'll see what they bring back this year. They do have a lot of speed on the outside, but right now it's a lot of speed that are freshman and sophomore. Uh, the Coleman kid is going to be in the backfield this year. He's a hard-nosed kid. He's not very big, but he's a tough runner, so we'll see. They're not going to run the football a whole lot anyways because Coach Peterson loves to pass the ball. I really like that about him. Um, and he really spoke his mind in a couple of interviews I've, I've heard him say in the offseason, which if anybody knows Coach Peterson, I played for him. Um, he's going to tell us, speak his mind, whoever he's talking to. So it's always interesting to kind of pull the curtain back whenever he's talking a little bit. And he felt like a couple of their losses last year, whenever they went 5-6, uh, and six. they started the year out 0-3, losing to Worth County, Livingston, and East Ashton off the bat. Three tough games we'll have again this year off the bat. Um, they went through their schedule. They had Mount City on the ropes at halftime at home last year, ended up losing that game. Quinlan got hurt, missed the next game versus Rockport. Those are two games they thought they should have won last year. They end up losing due to injuries and stuff like that. That's his words, not mine. Um, so I think they're ready to go this year. They lost a close two-point loss to North Andrew in the playoffs last year. Um, they lost to six good teams last year uh, whenever they played their schedule. So I think South Holt and Holt is looking to finally beat one of the bigger boys in the eight-man and there's no better chance than that than Week 3 versus Worth County. It's going to be a tough task because Worth County, even when they lose a bunch of talent, which they have the last two seasons, you've seen them reload. Two years ago, they won the state championship. They were dominant through the whole year. Last year, they went 10-3, and went to the state championship game, almost won it again. So even though they lost a bunch of talent from the year before. So Worth County, they're going to be a really good football team no matter what over there. they got enough talent. They're deep. They're quick. They're well-coached. Um, so that should be a fun game there between Worth County and South Holt. Not only hold. Going to the GRC now, you got Stanbury at Bramer. I think Stanbury wins this pretty handily going forward. Uh, up next, number eight, North Andrew at number seven, King City. This is going to be a really fun football game. I called this game last year at North Andrew. King City won that one uh, pretty handily. Both teams lost a couple of seniors. North Andrew did look pretty decent there at the Jamboree. And Jaden Baker's going to be a playmaker for him at quarterback. I believe it's Chase Thomas at tailback. They're going to be a pretty solid football team this year. But from what I've heard from King City, I think they're going to be just a little bit better this year. They do have the home field advantage again um, going into this game. I'm going to give King City a slight edge here. I think King City beats North Andrew um, to start this year in week one once again. So King City taking down North Andrew, another top ten matchup uh, to start the year. Up next, we got Pattonsburg, number two in the state, at Bishop LeBlanc, the independent for the state. Uh, LeBlanc taking most of St. Joe Christian's schedule from last year, but they're not going to be part of the GRC, just playing a lot of their opponents as well. It's almost like the Notre Dame, the ACC. They don't, they're not in the ACC, but they have a partnership with them a little bit to get some games scheduled. So that's what they have this year. I think LeBlanc's going to be solid this year, but they're going to run into a buzzsaw that is Pattonsburg. Pattonsburg just has too many weapons on the outside. They're too talented on defense this year. That's one thing I talked to Coach Cavan, uh, Coach I believe it is, over there at Pattonsburg. His name's kind of expect, uh, Scott. His name is escaping me at the moment. Uh, but that's one thing he talked about with me before the jamboree there in Pattonsburg was how much bulk they've put on their guys this year and how much better they are for defensive football going into this year and adding that uh, physical aspect to their football team this year. They maybe lacked that a bit last year. They did go 10-1 last year. 
the ten and two. They had a really good year last year. I think they're gonna be better this year. They're gonna look like a buzz saw. I think they're gonna beat LeBlanc, and it might be ugly. Their Pattonsburg can be really good this year. <clears throat> Albany, they have a non conference game. Uh Veritas Christian over in Kansas. I think Albany wins. I know nothing about the Christian school. I just think Albany's gonna be pretty solid this year, so give me Albany with that one. Uh, then we go down to the Central River Conference, where we had Northwest Hughesville at Osceola. Don't know a whole lot about either one of these teams going in. I'll just go with Osceola and the home field advantage. They did go to the uh, District Championship game last year. I think they bring back a decent amount from last year's team. So give me Osceola to beat Hughesville. And then number 10, Oric at Chillahowie. Give me Oric in that one. And then Casey East Christian out of Kansas playing at Norburn Harden Central. I know I said earlier that Harden Central... Uh, Norborn had a lot of young kids, but KC East Christian is not a very good program. So give me Norborn to win that game to start the year off right. Uh, then Waco, Iowa at North Shelby. I know nothing about Waco. Uh, don't really know what they're going to run or even or anything like that with North Shelby. But I think North Shelby is going to be decent again this year. And they might be the second best team in their district behind Southwest Livingston for the playoff picture. So I think they're going to win here, start their season off right, and maybe show the team, the one team in Northeast Missouri is decent this year. So we'll see what happens there with North Shelby. But I think they get a win in week one versus Waco. In the last two games, um, our teams that are down in the Wemo Conference along with Osceola, uh, Liberal at Drexel and Rich Hill at Appleton City. I honestly have no clue about any of these games. I'm not sure how these teams are going to look in eight in eight man compared to last year. My wild guesses is that Liberal is going to win at Drexel and then Appleton City is going to win at home versus Rich Hill. No rhyme or reason behind any of those. I kind of looked at last year's teams, their record wise, how they kind of fared against each other, and kind of just going with this. So I think Liberal and Appleton City get the wins here versus Drexel and uh, Rich Hill, respectively. So that's my guess for week one. Um, these are all guesses. So 15 games, a lot of games in week one. You have a 27 teams in eight-man this year. Coach Healy from North County said that's the most they've ever had in eight-man. Um, I believe the GRC.com Twitter account, I believe is the one I'm thinking of, um, after my last podcast, they said they counted 48 schools, I believe, that are in – um, yeah, GRC.com, the Grand River Conference on Twitter, uh, said there was 48 team, uh, schools playing in those 27 uh, teams. So a lot of teams playing eight-man right now. Should be a lot of fun going into this game. Uh, make sure that if you guys do have final scores, um, updates, you guys tag Mo 8-Man Football on Twitter so um, we can get that retweeted and out there so we can kind of see a one centralized location for those scores a little bit so you don't have to search around for them so much. That's my goal at least every year. Uh, thanks, everyone, for the support for there. We have over 860 followers now on that Twitter account. I'm really proud of that, that we've been able to build that a little bit. So there's a lot of um, action and activity with that Twitter account. Um, we'll have standings up every week. We'll have offensive stats. If the coaches put them up on max preps, I'll have them from there. So we have them all in one centralized location as well. Schedule every week. Um, every Monday morning, they're going to release the um, – rankings for Moe 8-Man. Should be a lot of fun there. Uh, thanks to everyone who votes in the Moe 8-Man football coaches uh, media poll. That's a lot of fun. Uh, I think it went really one, went really well in week one. A lot of differing opinions, which is always good to kind of see where everybody's headspace is at a little bit um, going into that first week. And it was kind of interesting to see how the other people, media in the, across the state, kind of view everything else. Because I know how I look at things and how I've vote on stuff, and I'm not going to give anybody's polls out for sure, certain uh, here, 
but there's a lot of information I put out there earlier about where each team was kind of picked. I mean, a couple of people voted for Bishop Blonde, Auric. Uh, the top six were usually pretty, um, maybe the order was mixed up a little bit, but the top six was, in most cases, Pattonsburg, Mound City, East Ashton, Worth County, Livingston, Stanbury, in some order. Um, there was one person who put Auric in the top three. Uh, but other than that, it was pretty solid with those six schools somewhere in the top ten. Um, so it should be really interesting to see how that kind of transitions to next week. I'm going to keep track of it as the year goes on. Um, personally, I'll tell you right now, I had Pattonsburg number one on my poll, followed by Mound City, East Ashton, Worth County, Livingston, Stanbury. I had South Holt, Hold at seven, eight North Andrew, nine Albany, ten in King City. So that was, that's what my initial point ranking was. Um, but we're going to go with media poll. I wanted to do the media poll. That way we had one set of rankings that everyone uses. So when you see a Kick U2 broadcast, you see a KMA uh, article, um, work, when I'm calling a game, it's all just, hey, here's the media poll. we got Mound City, Pattonsburg, Worth County, East Ashton, Stanbury, Livingston, King City, North Andrew, Rockport, Oric, with certain teams getting votes. That way it's all uniform. Everyone's using the same thing. And there's just no confusion about who's ranked where. It's like, well, North Angels ranked eight in this poll, but six in that poll, and they're ranked fourth in another poll. Like it's just uniform. It's nice. It's clean. It's something for everyone to talk about a little bit um, going forward. So that's what we have. Thank you to myself, Brent, Chris, Chris, Randy, Brandon, and Anthony for all voting in the media poll. We'll have that for you again on Monday morning, and I'll do a live reaction. Um, probably when I get home Friday from the Oregon, from the South Holtenawe Holtworth County game, tell you what I thought from that game, what happened over there, also what happened in the other 14 games um, on Friday night. Actually, I believe the 13 games, I believe North Shelby plays on Saturday. I can't remember, but I think I saw something about them playing this game on a Saturday. So we'll come back to that one maybe in a preview for next week's games. But this is what I have for you guys. I'm just about over 20 minutes now. I think it's probably enough for me to talk to you guys about eight-man football. Um, so should be a lot of fun this year. I'm so glad week one is finally here. I'm recording this on a Wednesday night, so we still have a couple of days for till the game actually gets here. But I just I'm so giddy for the season right now. Um, and again, my winners for week one. My biggest upset I have is Decab at home over number nine Rockport. That's my upset of the week. Um, also, the other two ranked matchups, King City number 7 over number 8, North Andrew, and number 4, East Hatchton over number 6, Atlas Livingston over in Ludlow. So that's what I have for my ranked matchups. Um, I think all the other ranked teams will probably win. I'm not giving an update for Worth County, South Holt, Hold because I'm calling that game, and I want to stay as neutral as possible um, going into that game as we go forward. So... That's what we have. Hope it doesn't rain on Friday. Hope the weather stays clear so we have a beautiful night for high school football to return. And I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Make sure you guys follow the show at show underscore straight. Follow me on Twitter at Devin Albertson. Should be a lot of fun. That's all I got for you guys. Thank you guys for listening to Straight Up Sports.